Hello, all you brainiacs listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever audio-only podcast platform you happen to be using. Uh, First of all, keep in mind that for some of the segments on this show, uh, it would behoove you to check us out on YouTube so you can get a visual as well, especially for the uh, NFL Smoke Show Showdown. So keep that in mind. Uh, If you are against doing that for whatever reason, uh, first of all, you are banned from the show. Uh, But second of all, you can check out that content. Uh, We uh, uh, post a lot of it on Twitter, on Instagram, social media, that sort of stuff. Uh, So you're not totally missing out. You do have that option. Uh, This is Producer Scotty. If you haven't figured that out, just wanted to jump in here prior to this episode and let you guys know that because of scheduling issues, we did record this episode as well as the one from earlier this week uh, over the weekend, meaning we recorded them several days in advance. Uh, And as a result, during our news segment, we are not totally up to date on the news. So I wanted to jump in, let you know that uh, we have some updates now, including Aaron Rodgers likely staying in Green Bay in one of the biggest sports deals of all time. Uh, There's still some speculation as to whether or not that deal has been finalized, but it does seem like Aaron Rodgers will uh, will stay in Green Bay. Slapdog predicted that. I did not think that was going to happen. So kudos to him on that one. He is correct. Uh, We also have word that Russell Wilson is going to be moving to the Denver Broncos in another blockbuster trade deal. Um, So that's among other movement uh, or or other deals that were done uh, did not make it into this episode because we didn't know they were happening at the time we were recording them. Uh, With that said, still a lot of great content, a lot of entertaining content. We again update the Smoke Show Showdown, so you don't want to miss that. Thank you very much for tuning in. Again, check us out on YouTube in the future for the full effect of the episode. But in the meantime, enjoy us right here, right now. Welcome to Leatherbread, the podcast for fantasy football. Now... Introducing your host, Hunter Slapdog Amaruso, and Matthew Scotty Hopemeyer. Hello, you beautiful people. Hello, it is me, Slapdog, and you are listening to Leather Brains. But I'm not alone. I have my co-host, my producer, my good friend, the man with hair on the top of his head, Scott Del Rey, what's going on, brother? Oh, living the dream. Yeah, I had to prove to our YouTube viewers that I have hair because I realized I've only ever worn a hat. And because I keep my hair short, you can't really tell. So in case you were concerned about my follicle health, uh, it's in good standing. I know that that was a main concern for a lot of our Twitter followers. They were <laughs> very concerned. They, they, a lot of them had said, does this man even have hair? And, and rest assured, he does. <laughs> I think there, so. there's something to be said about you know, there are some men who are bald and or have shaved heads that seem to ooze credibility. You see a bald man, maybe a bald man with a big beard, <laughs> and you're like, that guy, I would follow him to the end of the earth because he just looks like a leader. Um, but I do not have that look, so I need everyone to know that I have hair. <laughs> it's very important. Well, I'm glad we could let everybody know because yeah. uh, it is something that I know a lot of our listeners were <laughs> certainly concerned with and as well as you wanted to have a good impression for it. So. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple things before we get into the, the news, this is, this is breaking news and I want to talk to our listeners about it. We are the proud owners of an NFT. I don't know what that means even. I don't either. I, I, I know nothing about NFTs at all, but 
one of our followers is an NFT creator and uh, he, he creates pigeons. Um, so birds aren't real and I want to state that. Uh, but um, we, we bought an NFT of his and we are now the proud owner of a bird by the name. Well, we named him Young Guzzy and he is a pigeon. Appropriately. And yeah. uh, we're, yeah, and we're, we're very, very excited to own him. So we don't know what to do with an NFT. Um, and we don't know what an NFT really is, but we own it. And we want to let our listeners know. Um, so if you see us talking, young Guzzy, he's not going anywhere. He's a part of this podcast. Mm. So if you see us talking about him ever, he might have a take here or there. Um, that is who young Guzzy is. He is our pigeon NFT. He's pretty cool. Um, and we like him. Yeah. So, Well, because, because he's a cyber bird, it seems like he may be inherently qualified to run the Twitter account. So I think... From, yeah. From now Maybe on, we should have him just run it. Yeah. From now on, whenever you see a tweet coming from the Leatherbrains account, you just assume Young Guzzy's back there, typing away. That is a good good take. Uh, also, um, this is Thursday's episode, and you're probably wondering um, in Tuesday's episode why we didn't cover some of the news. So, uh, would like to apologize there. Unfortunately, um, I am still out of town. And I am staying in a hotel, and due to schedules with uh, with my my work, um, we had to record a little bit early. So this news may not be breaking news that we are about to unveil, but we wanted to apologize there. And I also do want to say this. Having room service is not a bad thing. I am a destruction when it comes to sleeping. I came into my room today. My bed was made. I didn't have to make it. The sheets were all tucked in. It was nice. I think I think we should more humans should have that in their homes. So a maid just come in and make the bed and, and clean up after you because I'm a filthy animal. In my room, I came in and it was a lot cleaner than when I left. So. Well, see, here's the thing that I think a lot of a lot of people do actually have that, um, and it's just called a wife. I know, for example, <laughs> you know, I don't have to pay for my room service in like fungible assets like money. I do have to pay for it in the form of nagging. And in the form of fights, and in the form of Dying. dealing with a monthly period, you know, those sorts of things are where the cost comes from. But the 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 hmm. return on that investment is I can't remember the last time I made my bed or vacuumed my floors or wiped down the countertops, and yet all that stuff's always done. So it's it's one of those magical things where you come home and magically the laundry is you know clean and and hanging up, and sometimes you come home and there's dinner made. Um, and I don't really understand how it happens. I don't know the process. I'm not an expert, but I do know that it does happen because I'm a married man. Um, so I, I do enjoy some of those same perks uh, at pretty minimal cost. Yeah, I I spent money on this, um, and I am relishing in the benefits of it. So mm. uh, I don't have anybody nagging at me. I just sit in this hotel room, and we are recording podcasts. Because at the end of the day, here's the thing. I might not be in my home, but we still want to get you guys the content you deserve so uh let's just let's get into the news let's uh let's get down let's get down let's get down to business scotty i'm gonna let you go take the reins brother go right, ahead i'll take the reins. you take the news yeah you, you're gonna follow me wherever i go fit. i know you always say i'm not a natural born leader but i guess we'll see about that well it, this is your chance to shine all right well if i forget what i'm talking about you know why um okay right. so first things first big news of today this just broke today um, so by the time you listen to it, it might be kind of old news, but it just broke today. So it's new news for us. Calvin Ridley yes. was suspended for this upcoming season. 
because he apparently decided in in the wake of his mental health woes, quote unquote, uh, he needed to make some gambling happen. Uh, and he uh, he took to betting on some NFL games during his time off, which is, of course, against the rules. And now he has been suspended, which leaves uh, his uh, his team in a pretty tough spot. Look, we here at, at Leather Brains, we do degen shit. I love degenity, degeneracy. Nice. Yeah. I love being a degen, and I love everything that encompasses it. But we do it responsibly. That is the first and foremost. We are responsible with it. Second, we don't. We do not have any repercussions other than us putting our money on the line when we do it. What in the hell are you doing, Calvin Ridley? Why? Why do you feel like you should have to bet on a or, or you want to bet on a game knowing that it, it violates NFL policy and that if found out you will get suspended and you still did it? <laughs> on top of all that, you did it after you had stepped away due to mental illness. It's stupidity. It is absolute stupidity. And us as a fantasy football podcast, what do you do with Calvin Ridley going forward? Because the talent is there. He's a great receiver, athletically. But if he gets reinstated, which I, I'm sure he probably will, not this year going, next year he'll probably get reinstated, what's his value? He hasn't played NFL football in two years. Yeah, do you I- just drop him in fantasy football? Because that mm-hmm. fucking sucks. So I, I don't know where you go from here. It, this was certainly a shock to uh, the NFL and fantasy football community alike. And I'm just disappointed because it, it, you did it to yourself. So yeah, that that's my take on it. Well, I, I've said it since you and I first discussed Calvin Ridley that uh, granted I'm biased because he burned me hardcore in this last season uh, by just deciding he didn't want to play football for a while. Um, and mm-hmm. I said it then and I'll say it again in light of this new news. Um, you don't want Calvin Ridley anywhere near your program. He is a, he is a dumpster fire. And granted, he is a phenomenal receiver. I was very excited about drafting him. I was very excited for the few games that he played and put up a lot of points and got a lot of targets. Uh, but at this point in time, he has just proven himself to be utterly unreliable. And, you know, he is the reason that a lot of, a lot of especially dynasty teams, are careening into the ditches now. Because you probably spent a lot of capital on this, on this high-end wide receiver, um, and he's screwing you over. Now, with that said, you know, if he comes back next year um, and, you know, he very well could be a top prospect at that point in time. But again, he's two years older at that point in time. He hasn't mm-hmm. played football in a long time. And you have yep. to keep in mind that he's got a lot of you know, a lot of this stuff hanging over his head now. Um, so personally, and again, I'm biased, but I'm not touching Calvin Ridley with a 10 foot pole. He has pissed me off. He's burned the bridge. I know he cares a lot about my opinion about him. And it, he, I'm, it's I'm bad. Sure it's a, it's a bad opinion. <laughs> Uh, he is well, banned from the show. Only, yes, that is a good take. That is a good take. I think you should be. Um, but not only this, but if you're a Falcons fan, how do you how do you perceive this? Because you were hoping that Calvin Ridley was going to come back this year and provide relevance. And not only this, but how does that affect everybody else on that team? From a fantasy football perspective, Kyle Pitts owners are probably freaking pissed right now because they were hoping Calvin Ridley was going to come back to help alleviate some of the pressure that Kyle Pitts had when Calvin Ridley was gone. So there's repercussions besides Calvin Ridley as well as from a fantasy football perspective, because now they're without their wide receiver one. 
what does that look like? Calvin Ridley was ta- was in. I mean, it, it, we don't know how serious it was, and obviously now nothing's going to happen. But he was a potential trade target for the Falcons to acquire something else, and now they have nothing because Calvin Ridley isn't worth anything. So it's a really shitty situation for fantasy football for the Falcons organization. And, uh, and I'm just disappointed. So well, there, there are two more quick things I want to add. Number one, I have a hard time believing, I, you know, in light of this news, I think it, it has to be at least on the table that mental health was never really a reason that he took off. I think that there's a possibility and probably a significant possibility that this sort of betting on games and making these bad decisions contributed to him choosing to step away for a while. Um, and then on top of that, you're a multimillionaire. What the hell are you doing betting on football games? Like there is no benefit to you. Like at most you're going to you're going to add a relatively small amount of money to your already massive pile of cash. What is the point? Like it's it's not like, you know, you're you're some guy who's down on his luck who needs to figure something out, pull something out of his ass in order to save his house, right? This dude is a millionaire. But what the hell is yeah. he doing? betting on football games, especially in his situation. It just doesn't make any sense, and it just shows that he is, in fact, as I've stated from the beginning, uh, human garbage. Yeah, I uh, I guess I can't disagree with you anymore there. Um, whether his mental health was really in question or not, I guess we will never really fully know. Um, I was an optimist that uh, he was going through some mental health problems, and maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. I we are not privy to know that. Um, but overall, the situation is just unfortunate. So, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll move on then. Um, okay, it has uh, been announced that David Njoku has been franchise tag or tagged by the Browns. So this raises a couple questions because uh, it's no secret now that uh, Kevin Stefanski likes multiple tight end offenses. He doesn't like mm-hmm. to have one guy that he that he always goes to, and that that is shown by the fact that they've paid. And Joku a ridiculous amount of money to basically barely target him in the end zone. I was really high on David and Joku last year because given the amount of money that he's made, I, I, I thought that they were going to make him an integral part of the offense. Um, but it really just seems like they want to split up his touches as much as possible. But with that said, Austin Hooper may be removed from the roster. There are some there's there's some speculation there that they're not real high on him. So in the event that Austin Hooper leaves, okay, what do you do from there? Does that make David Njoku a high end, a high end tight end prospect or is it likely that they're going to bring somebody else in to split touches uh with Njoku? That it, and it's it it's to be seen. TBD is I guess the best way to describe that situation because here's the thing. Of course they like the, the multiple tight end set because they run the ball so damn much. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, they, they're a run-first offense. But you'd assume that the tight ends would eat a lot because Baker Mayfield was not throwing the ball very much this year. He wasn't hitting his receivers that much. So you would assume that running the ball is going to set up your play-action passes and you have those tight ends to dump off for your 10-yard drag routes or what have you. It And... Yeah, 100%. You would think that tight ends would eat in this offense, but they haven't. They haven't, and and that is that is of concern to me. Um, I like David Njoku. I think that he is... Uh, and I like I like the opportunity as a tight end, especially if they're going to go out and franchise tag him. Um, that tells me they want him around, and he is he's an integral part of that offense, but he's not. He wasn't right. this last year, and, and so... I'm not necessarily super high on the information. I, I'm 
And David Njoku probably isn't either because he pro- he was a free agent. He wanted to leave and he got tagged. So um, I don't know. I, I'm not high on him as a tight end. Hopefully, you know, if you're an owner of him, Hopefully they do something with them this year. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I guess we will see. It's one of those things that all, you know, if you took away the actual gameplay from this previous season, all indicators show that David Njoku should be a top tier tight end uh, because yeah. he's getting paid all the money. He's getting franchise tag now. They're showing that they want to keep him. Um, but it, it, it just has not panned out that way for fantasy owners. So I guess we'll have to see, but you have to approach that situation with a healthy amount of skepticism for sure. Um, moving on here to... Uh, the the according to Charles Robinson at Yahoo, who's apparently a sports reporter, I am not uh, very familiar with his work, but he is uh, apparently notable. He says that Amari Cooper is not generating a lot of trade interest. The Cowboys have shown interested or uh, shown interest in wanting to get rid of him, um, but it seems like he is getting paid a lot of money, and a lot of people don't want to take that on, knowing that there are a lot of pretty high-end wide receivers and good wide receivers coming out of the draft that they probably don't have to pay that much money. And I want to say it's it's like $20 million a year is what, what he's getting paid. Well, yeah, and, and here's the thing with that is the NFL is getting more and more into a wide receiver-centric league. like, And so you have all of these young, talented players who are – uh, rookies coming in so you don't have to pay them as handsomely and and they're still providing relevant i mean jamar chase is a great example jalen waddle um these young guys are are really they're talented enough and they don't they're they're a lot, hell of a lot cheaper than amari cooper what's that say if 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 the cowboys cannot find a home for him What's that do to that offense? What's that do to, you know, when this news first broke, everyone is saying, oh, my God, it's about time. CeeDee Lamb's value skyrocketed. But what if he doesn't go anywhere? What does that do to CeeDee Lamb? You know, and and a lot of people are probably thinking about that. If they can't get rid of him, then he's going to stay on the team or they're going to cut him. But I, I, I doubt that. They would do that. I think they would try and do some restructuring somewhere else, but I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know, and I, I don't want to speculate on any situation until we have more information on that. Yeah, I, I, I think there's still a pretty good, you know, all indicators point to the fact that he will get traded. Um, eventually, mm-hmm. they'll find a home for him, for him, but there's something to be said uh, about the fact that they're having trouble with it. Um, so approach yep. that situation with skepticism again, for sure. Um, and finally, the saddest portion of the news, Tyron Matthew. And this isn't really a big secret. Um, it's one of those things that hasn't been heavily reported on, but not really surprising. He is likely going to test free agency during this upcoming season. And to me, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, you are basically the star player or one of the star players on a defense that competes and has been competing and likely will continue to compete for the short term, at least for Super Bowls. Now, are you going to go find a better situation than that? Um, But apparently he wants to, he's, uh, he's had his run and he is, uh, you know, wanting, wanting to uh, test the waters a little bit. It's all about the money, brother. Yes. You can go get paid more money to do the same thing somewhere else. Uh, A lot of people are going to do it. It it is sad. I I will agree. I, I know you're a Chiefs fan. Um, but I, I like the Honey Badger. I th- he's really fun to watch, um, and he is uh, he is your defense. I mean, he's he's the star of your defense. 
here's an idea. What if they franchise tagged him? I would love it. I would love it. Well, God knows. So at the beginning of this previous season showed us that the Chiefs really need to figure something out about defense. And they, they pulled it together yeah. toward the end of the year. Uh, but they were one of the worst defenses in the in the league for the first half of the season. Um, mm-hmm. So keeping a guy like Tyron Matthew, to me, would seem like high priority unless you feel like you can replace him with a, a veteran or somebody who's going to bring a lot of leadership or knowledge to the defense that maybe Tyron doesn't provide. Um, but you're talking about one of the de- best defensive players in the league. Um, someone who is noteworthy for a variety of reasons. I will say Tyron Matthew is a little bit psychotic and you could just tell when he's on the field that this dude's just kind of unhinged. And I, I like that. In oh, a defensive that's awesome. player. Yeah. I like yeah, that in a defensive for, player, for a defensive guy, but it depends on what you're looking for out of that position. Are you looking for a position of, you know, stoic leadership or are you looking for somebody to hype everybody up? And for the first half of the season, they had a lot of hype and they had a lot of energy, but they weren't making plays. And it was very clear that that was the case. So um, I could see them restructuring in such a way to try and find some, you know, more leadership, some more uh, veteran type players to fill those roles in order to really lock down a solid defensive scheme and move away a little bit from the the, the hype and the, and the energy uh, to a certain degree. Yeah, we'll see. I... I mean, why would you not if you were him just to see where what opportunities are out there? I think if you're a Chiefs fan, you're you're really hoping that he either gets tagged or decides he wants to stay with the Chiefs. Um, but we will see. We yeah. will see. I came really close to buying a Tyron Matthew jersey. I'm ca- I'm kind of glad that I didn't now. Can't believe it. <laughs> but I, I followed the Honey Badger. I mean, I've been a big fan of his. I played free safety in high school. He went to LSU. He was kick ass in college. I've been I've been watching him ever since. Uh, so I've been a big fan. I was super excited when he came to the Chiefs, and so this is a uh, this is a devastating blow for my my mental health. I'm gonna have to go gamble in order to get over it, oh, probably. Oh no. Yeah. Um, okay, last on the list here, uh, according to a NFL reporter Dale Lowly Lolly, um, Denver is prepared to offer their ninth pick of this year, the second round pick of this year, and next year's first round pick in order to acquire Aaron Rodgers. The question is, will it be enough to seal the deal? That is a great question. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I I think it's definitely... Um, the Packers have to be entertaining it, for sure. Uh, and you know, the, you know that Aaron Rodgers isn't super high on staying there. If he's sitting there saying, like... You know, I I haven't decided yet. There's certainly some sort of mental skepticism for him as far as I don't know if I want to be here. And if that's the case, then as an organization for the Packers, you definitely have to be considering that trade. And I, I don't hate that. Um, you're certainly getting quite a bit of value for him. And uh, you obviously are going to need to figure out, you know, if he does leave, Jordan Love is not the answer. He may be your answer this year. Um but you know, if if you get a first round next year, depending on what that is, maybe it's maybe it's worth it. I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, Aaron Rodgers just he kind of pisses me off because I'm tired of talking about the guy. You watch. I want him off. to just. <laughs> I'm just tired of of all of the the media attention, and we're sitting here talking about him and and everybody else. I want him to make a decision so we can move on as fantasy football players and figure out what the hell we need to do with some of these players going forward. That's what I want. But uh, I know he is a big listener here for the show. Um, Just figure the fuck out. Because 
I'm tired of talking about where you might end up. And I know a lot of people are tired of trying to play the game with it. So uh, hopefully we will have some answers here in the coming days because it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Wow. I, for one, love talking about Aaron Rodgers. I would like him to be at the top <laughs> of every episode. Uh, I do think it's it's very likely he ends up at Denver. I've been saying it for a while now. It just really seems like that's where all of the uh, all of the winds are blowing. Um, it, it, I think he's made it clear that he wants out. I think the Packers. Why, why would you do it? Why would you do? Yes, the Denver has a really good team built around them, and they need a quarterback. But you're going to have to go against Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. in the same division and Justin Herbert. Why? You have it made. Unless you're just tired. Well, even if you go to Denver, there's still fucking snow. Um, yeah, no. Uh, to the, the 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 climate doesn't change much. I just I think no. he's looking he's looking for a change. He spent his entire career at one place. He hasn't achieved. I mean, he's obviously one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. So he's achieved success in that regard. But recently, it's not like they've been competing for Super Bowls. I think he just wants a shot at it. He wants a chance to prove that he is that top caliber. He deserves a spot That's in the fine. Hall of Fame. And Denver, I think. Right, I, I think it's. Not that he really wants to go to Denver. Not that he really wants to compete against Patrick Mahomes um, and, and other elite quarterbacks that are all over that that division. But I think he this this is the best option for him in the here and now, and he knows that the clock is ticking, and he needs to make a decision. I either need to stick it out with Green Bay, or I need to go find something new and put myself in a position to win right now because I'm not getting any younger, and this is the best spot for him to go at this point in time. Well, I... I guess we will continue to play with that revolver that is Aaron Rodgers. So we'll see. That's it. That's all that happened. Cool. That's it. All right. Cool. Well, um, we went over the cells, the second part of the cells list, and so naturally we will go over Slapdog's buys. Hello, everyone. I am Slapdog, and here are some Hi, of my Slapdog. buys. Hello. Um, here's some of my buys. So the first person that made the list here is Mr. Rashad Penny. I think Rashad Penny is is he's not going to you know he's not being sold as an RB one right now, so he he's relatively cheap. And he, and here's another thing: if you own Rashad Penny at the end of 2021, I want to congratulate you because you won your fantasy football championship. You did. Plain and simple, you picked him up off the waiver wire in week 14, week 13, and you won your championship because. From weeks 14 through 18, he finished as the RB1 for fantasy football, which is incredible, especially for a waiver wire ad at the, you know, it, he, and in four out of those five games from weeks 14 through 18, he finished with over 120 yards rushing and a touchdown in four out of five of those games. So here's the thing with Rashad Penny is he, he is entering free agency this year. And his his stint at the end of last year made him valuable for teams. And so they've seen what he's capable of. He's 26 years old, so he falls in that same category as, as Nick Chubb, Eckler, all those guys, but he's a lot cheaper. And I, he, he, I think that he's a great value, value play, and I would try and acquire him on any of my teams that I own because you're not going to spend a shit ton for him, and he could be that guy. So I would like him to, to stay with Seattle and uh, and maybe stay in some sort of timeshare with Chris Carson and or take over for him. Um, but 
I guess we will see what happens during free agency. So he's somebody that I think you can get for relatively uh, low value, and he could yield high returns in the short term for the next year or two, hopefully. So yeah, he's he's another example of why you know what we what we've hammered on time and time again now that it's less about the talent of the running back and more about the situation. You put Rashad Penny in the right situation where he is a workhorse or he's getting a vast majority of touches, and that man is going to put up points. Um, there's, there's simply no doubt about it. You know, he's, he's got, yeah. And he, and it, yeah, good. He finished. I mean, he beat John Taylor out and, and weeks 14 through 18. Like that's great. That was great. And, and he showed that he still has gas in the tank. So uh, I think he, whether it was because he knew that if he didn't, he would be, uh, maybe he wouldn't even get picked up for his free agency. I don't know, but uh, I owned him in many leagues, and I was oh so glad I did because he won me championships in multiple leagues. So he, uh, and I, I think that there is a decent chance that he could produce fantasy football relevance at a relatively low cost. So, uh, moving on to the next person is Marlon Mack, and I know that most people are saying, "Who the hell is Marlon Mack?" Well, uh, Marlon I don't Mack know if is anyone's a, saying that, but well. He really hasn't done much in the last two years. He's only so been behind the best running back in the league. Well, that was this last year. So mm. for those of you who are unfamiliar with who Marlon Mack is, he is a running back for the Colts. Um, and Marlon Mack, uh, in 2020, he tore his Achilles, which uh, if you owned him, I that sucks, and I'm sure you, you hated it. Um, but Marlon Mack is really – he's only – rostered in 14 percent of leagues um which i think is is incredible value for him because he tore his achilles in 2020 and then in 2021 the colts got john taylor and john taylor did john taylor things and dominated so yeah marlon Mack's not going to see the field but he's 26 years old he's in that category with all those other running backs and he's entering free agency and he could get a new opportunity with a new team where he may produce value. So he's probably just sitting on a lot of um, a lot of waiver wires right now. So he's a buy low that could produce um, and could not, but he might be worth an add if uh, if you're looking for a running back in, in one of those late rounds, like a, a you know a third or fourth round pick where you're just like, I don't know who the hell to get. He might be worth the reach off the waiver wire because he could be a running back and, and have some value. Well, he is a running back, but he could produce some fantasy football value this upcoming year. Mm. Uh, any, any, you got anything or are we good to move on? You're good to move on. Send it. Okay, cool. This next one is Darnell Mooney wide receiver for the bears. And I, I like Mooney for this reason. And this reason alone, he's young. He's 24 years old, and he finished this last year at wide receiver 23. And I like Mooney because I, I I think you can get him, obtain him on your team for relatively low value, but he's going to be the wide receiver one in that offense going forward. We know that we know that Allen Robinson is not coming back with the Bears, and Allen Robinson was supposed to be the wide receiver one for the Bears, and it was Mooney. Mooney was the guy for them this last year in an offense that was piss poor. Matt Nagy is not good. They got a new hey, coach. Don't you talk Hopefully, shit on Matt Nagy. 
fuck mayonnaise. He's now a chief's uh, chief's man. <laughs> but uh, you know he he's going to be in a, a he's got new coaching. Hopefully they will continue to develop Fields and and Fields can throw the ball a little bit more and and watch him develop and in turn get Mooney the ball more to produce for fantasy football. So I think he's a relatively low buy. Um, that could produce some value for you. So he's going to be the wide receiver one in that offense. And um, granted, it is the Bears, but someone's got to be catching the ball. So I, I, I don't hate the play on trying to obtain him. No, I, I don't disagree. And I, I really like the idea of betting on fields uh, and betting on the weapons around fields because I think he is someone with tremendous talent. He had some struggles this last season, but he's young. And I think as he learns, as he gets more comfortable in the offense, as he gets more comfortable on the NFL field, um, there's there's only up to go from where he's at. Um, and so yeah. I think being able to buy, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily say jump out of your seat to buy a part of that offense, but if you're able to acquire someone relatively low cost, um, betting on fields development is not a bad bet. No, and you got to kind of feel bad for him from a fantasy football perspective because um, everybody was so high on him coming into the year that he was going to be the the guy and, and kill it in fantasy football. He can run the ball, which we know that a quarterback that is mobile is going to produce in fantasy football. But it sucked for him because Matt Nagy is Matt Nagy, and he every other week he's like, "Oh, I'm going to have Andy Dal- Dalton start this week," and no, I think we're going to have Fields start now. And like, how confusing is an offense because? you're changing the the entirety of it based on who goes in there and that you know that that hinders your wide receivers so hopefully him and fields have more of a connection fields is able to improve his play in this offseason and uh and he i guess they both will produce for fantasy football so i liked arno mooney i think he's not a bad play and i would buy him if possible next on the list and there's going to be some uh a little bit of skepticism here but I, I like Brandon Cooks quite a bit, and I think he uh, is not a bad buy. I wouldn't spend a lot for him, but I don't, I don't know if you necessarily need to spend a lot for him because I feel like he's probably a relatively low buy. He'd be somebody that I wouldn't necessarily be looking to make the trade for, but maybe incorporate, you know, I'll take this person plus Brandon Cooks. Um, he finished wide receiver 20 this year with arguably one of the worst offenses in the NFL. He had a rookie quarterback as Davis Mills. He was with the Texans, who were an absolute dumpster fire, and he still found a way to have relevance for fantasy football, and he continues to do this year after year. He, No matter where he ends up, whether he was with the Rams before he went to the Texans, he he still produces for fantasy football. So I, I think he's worth an ad. He's 28 years old, so he's on the older side, um, but he's, he's with the Texans until uh, 2022, so he's going to be there this year unless the Texans trade him uh, for for something else, which I wouldn't put it against him because they are hurting in so many different areas, and he is probably one of their star players that they could get value for. Um, but I still don't hate the play. Like I said, I, I think he's a relatively low buy, and he, uh, he, always, he always ends up producing wherever he goes. So I like Brandon Cooks, and I don't hate this play. Yeah, there, there's certainly something to be said for – being a productive wide receiver in that offense. Um, and again, the, it's an offense that kind of like what we said with, with fields there, there's only up to go, like they're not going to get much mm-hmm. worse. And so 
acquiring Brandon Cooks, you kind of know what the floor is going to be because I don't think it's going to get much worse of a situation than it was. Um, So at the very least, if you're able to acquire him for not a lot, it's, it it is kind of a safe floor that you can have that receiver um, that you, you know exactly what to expect from him. And honestly, you know, if you are a Brandon Cooks owner, you're hoping that he stays with the Texans because he was their wide receiver one. He finished wide receiver 20 on the year. I owned him in some leagues and he was startable. He was a startable wide receiver, too, every week. And um, hopefully, you know, the Texans' situation is somewhat fluid with the quarterback, but we're fairly certain that Deshaun Watson's not going to be taking any more snaps there. Is Davis Mills their guy? Um, If you're a Brandon Cooks owner, you hope so, because he was, you know, they had a connection and it showed. So I think Brandon Cooks is probably relatively low priced. He would be kind of an add-in that I would look at that I think could help you. So, last on the list is Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy did not have the breakout year for his second year that many had hoped he would, myself included. I I own Jerry Judy in some leagues, and it sucked because you drafted him relatively early, and he was a dumpster fire. He finished a wide receiver 83 this year. Not great at all, but he's young, he's talented, and he just had some really, really shitty quarterback play. So if the Broncos do win the quarterback roulette and they do get Aaron Rodgers or they do get anybody else, Jerry Judy, I think, has, has great value. And he's relatively cheap. If you can get Jerry Judy, and here's the thing, everybody, like you know, we've said this before on on our show. So many people have different values for different players. So some people may still be quite high on Jerry, but I think that that he's a sneaky buy. And if you win that quarterback roulette and you get a decent quarterback, he he's only. I, I mean, finishing a wide receiver eighty three is absolutely horrible. He's only got up to go or I guess down, depending upon how you look at it. But he is, he, he's going to have value. He, he has value, and he just needs a quarterback to throw him the ball. So mm-hmm. I like Jerry Judy, and I would look at buying him. I wouldn't spend a whole lot on him, but I don't think you're going to have to. So Let me ask you this. If, if the Broncos end up not getting Aaron Rodgers and say they get Jimmy Garoppolo, are you still high on Jerry Judy? I'm less high on him, but well, I think that – Anything is an improvement over Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater uh, as far as throwing capability. I don't think Jimmy G has a great arm. But if you were to say Mitch Trubisky, I would rather Mitch Trubisky go to the Broncos than Jimmy G. I'm not sold on Jimmy G as a quarterback. I watched him this last year. He was not good. He's a veteran. You know, he, he there, there's going to be people out there that are saying, well, Jimmy G took the 49ers to the playoffs all these years and I'm I'm sitting there thinking did he or did your defense it certainly wasn't him this year so I'm not sold on Jimmy G he will get a starting job because he will be that bridge quarterback for a team while they figure out what the hell they're going to do long term but Jimmy G is not that solution Mitch Trubisky or Gardner Minshew or someone that is young um and that is hungry and that that and not to say I guess that that um that Jimmy G wouldn't be, but I, I like the young quarterbacks that that have shown talent. Mitch Trubisky is a really interesting prospect because Matt Nagy was Matt Nagy, and and the Bears are the Bears, and and you know could some may argue that it's a Sam Darnold 
Adam Gase situation. Um, I would like to see Mitch Trubisky get on the field again somewhere and see if 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 he has the ability to do it. So I'm sure Mitch Trubisky will go somewhere next year um, or this upcoming year and be at the very least a bridge quarterback. But um, I, I think Jerry Judy has the value, and and if he can get a quarterback, which I I think it's it's going to be no surprise to anybody that the Broncos are going to do something at quarterback, whether it be go get one of those players that I mentioned or someone else, they're going to get a quarterback. And I'd, I would at least like to take the chance that Jerry Judy will do better with one of those quarterbacks. So I, I wouldn't spend a shit ton on him, but I would look at maybe trying to get him because he could be that guy. That he could. And that's all I got. That's, that is my buys of the week. So is it time to do some DJ shit? Hold on. I don't. I don't have sunglasses. I know you established that last time. It's time. Mm. It's time. Mm -hmm. The time has come, friends. Mm. All right, we have the elegant eight ready to roll here. I think uh, this episode we are just going to do the babes portion of the elegant eight, uh, which means we have two matchups. So you got to think hard about it because we only have two. Okay. Okay. So, okay. All right. So get your pictures ready. Um, if you are oh, watching on YouTube, peel your eyes, get ready to see some beauty, some magic. Happen. And we're starting off with Cooper Cup's wife versus Derek Watts wife. This one may be tough. This is tough. This is tough. Because they're both, they're both beautiful women. They're both, I'm going to do something right now. I'm going to okay. see if I can find another picture of Derek Watt's wife. All right. That's fair. Just because I want to get another angle and I want to see. Oh, man. She's a beautiful lady. <laughs> I think. Man, but Cooper Cuff. I think Derek Watt wins. Uh, and I'm not giving any brother bias because I love J.J. Watt, but I, <laughs> I think she wins. We all know you have a problem with brother bias, whatever that is. Um, I, I just made that up, and I kind of like it. Yeah. The brother bias. Here's the thing. Uh, Cooper Cup's wife is a very attractive woman, but I think we can agree that as we get into the higher caliber women that are on this bracket, she doesn't quite meet the standard. Um, she is very attractive. I would be very happy if I was Cooper Cup. Um, however, you are correct. Uh, Derek Watts' uh, wife uh, does... Uh, does win this one i think pretty handily i mean they're, they're both they're both very attractive but i think Derek watt's wife wins this pretty handily okay well then we're in agreement okay last matchup here we go this is it so think hard are you ready mm, I'm was that, ready. Is that you thinking hard yeah it probably probably sounded like i was like grunting like i was pooping but that was my thinking hard sound mm. sometimes what if, what if you poop and think at the same time what's that sound like I don't know. I've never done that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stay tuned. I'll have to figure that one out. We're Next time I some, need to use the restroom. Some I'll, ASMR. I'll really give it. Yeah. Let's just become an ASMR podcast. <laughs> Let's screw the fantasy football. We'll just make sounds the whole time. Okay. We have Russell Wilson's wife, Sierra, versus Jordan Poyer's wife. What are your thoughts? So when you... My first thought is... I'm really glad you said Sierra that way because 
I think you have to. Like, I'm really glad you did it because I did it in my mind and I, I almost said it and then you said it. So I think you have to say Sierra. Sierra! At least the first time that you say her name. Yeah, um, for sure. But Jordan Poirier's wife wins this hands down. There's yeah. a, uh, Sierra is... She's beautiful. She's Sierra. And we all we all love Sierra, but Jordan Poirier's wife is nice. Uh, Jordan Poirier's wife is wiping the floor with this bracket right now. Uh, we'll see yeah. if it continues, but uh, certainly she I think was, she was a fan favorite on on Twitter. Our our uh, so I think I think we should also at this point tell our listeners that we have concluded what we will be calling them. Do you, would you like to give the oh, announcement? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. I didn't realize you were in agreement. I know I sent you my opinion, but you never actually mm-hmm. told me that you agreed with it just yet. So we have decided, and, and there were long deliberations, right? This is this is there important was. stuff, and so we're not going to take this lightly because this is, you know, potentially the biggest news story of all NFL media, and there's a lot of it, and this this is it. I mean, this is huge, and we have hold on, de- hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. What's up? Okay. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, that was well placed. Um, Thanks. We have decided, after a lot of thoughtful consideration, a lot of argumentation back and forth, we almost, I mean, the podcast almost fell apart because of the disagreement that existed. Couple, multiple times, actually. Yeah, I mean, it was it was very, very teetering on the close to driving off the road and right into the ditch. Yep. Um, but we have decided that the listeners of this podcast shall henceforth be known as the Brainiacs. I dub thee, if you are listening, as a Brainiac. Well said. Yeah, so the, the listeners of the show, so we, we are Leather Brains. All of us here are Leather Brains. Uh, but as listeners of the show, you are the Brainiacs. And we love bringing the Brainiacs content every, twice a week, actually, every single week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Brainiacs on Twitter have been talking about Jordan Boye's wife and uh, how she's going to wipe the floor and win this easily. I think it's going to be a little, well, maybe not. We'll see. We'll see. I uh, I mean, she wins this round, so that is what she, it is. She might be one of the few women who would beat out Sierra. I mean, Sierra is a top-notch candidate. She is a top-notch um, prospect. Well, she just she did in my mind. I, I I'm taking her over Sierra. Oh, certainly. If you're in a room and you have both of, if you're in some sort of uh, so Islamic heaven where you get to choose between your women, uh, and you have Sierra or Jordan Poirier's wife in front of you, you're not even going to second guess it. If I was ever in the same, if I was in a room and they were both in the same room, I've done something right with my life. Yeah. To yeah. be in that room, that was a miracle that we're all three together. So, she but Jordan Poirier's wife wins. That's yep. that's my take. Yep, yep. So. It is a it are we is in agreement a there? Victory. We are in an agreement there, and uh, that wraps up the babes portion of the elegant eight, and we will do the dimes portion of the elegant eight uh, later. Oh, next week now. Yeah, so next week we will do yeah. the dimes portion of the elegant eight. Mm-hmm. Wrap up the elegant eight and move finally into the fine four. I'm excited for that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All right, cool. Let's get into questions. Here's the mail, it never fails It makes me want to wag my tail When it comes, I want to wail Mail! 
as always, we have some questions. Before we start the questions, Scott Del Rey, are you doing degenerate shit? Um, so here's the thing. I was going to bring this up because um, I drank a little bit more whiskey than I typically do when we record thus far because I had one okay. before we started and then I'm on my second one while recording. Uh, and this is okay. all before dinner. And, you know, oh, wow. I feel right now like it just it is right that I maintain the degen look throughout the rest of the podcast. That way, when I ban okay. people from the show for their stupid names, it really hits home. <laughs> OK, fine. Then keep them on and uh, hit us with the first question. All right. First question comes from Illustrious Stay 443. He's not getting banned for that name. That's it's not great, but it's not terrible. So I, I won't. Ban it's an interesting that. name. Yeah. So he says, are you taking a 1.1, a 1.2, and a 1.6, or John Taylor? I'm taking the picks, man. I love John Taylor, and I love what John Taylor does on the football field, but what if the 102 was a John Taylor, and the 101 was a Kyler Murray, and the 106 was an Elijah Moore? I mean, you take those picks because you're hoping that they're going to and they should, you should hit on most of those picks for fantasy football relevance for years to come. So I love John Taylor, but I would take the picks any day of the week. For that for that much value, I'm taking the picks. So a, um, a particularly astute brainiac might rebuttal and say, haven't you been preaching you choose what is for sure over what may be? Yes, and it, uh, that is a fair thing to think as a brainiac because I have said that before. But if it was two first-round picks, I would say John Taylor. But I think the fact that you're getting the first and the second pick and you're getting the sixth pick in this year's draft, I I would be willing to risk it because you, you have your choice of the litter for the first two picks. So if you want to go get yourself a, a Brees Hall... Um, and one of the other top tier running backs, why would you not? Why would you not? Because you're hoping that it's going to pay off like a Najee and a John Taylor did. And and depending on what teams they go to and what situations they end up in, every indication would be that they could. Now, if it was all late first round picks, no, I wouldn't because you're missing all of those running backs that, that you would need to suffice to replace John Taylor. So uh, I would do it for that reason because you have your pick of the litter very, very early and you can decide who you want to get and what you want to do with those. So while John Taylor has immense value, he's a great running back and he will be great. I would rather have the possibility to have two John Taylors and you have that possibility right here. So, one one extra layer of uncertainty, just out of curiosity. What if all three of those first round picks were in the twenty twenty four? What the, the, not this upcoming season, but the next season after that? Yeah, twenty twenty three. There you go. I guess that that would really heavily depend on where you value your team at in dynasty football. Um, are you looking for a, a rebuild? Are you chasing a, a trophy? Are you somewhere in the middle? I think it would really be dependent on where your team is as far as if I would consider that or not. Um, but all signs would point towards yes. I would, I would, even if it was 2023, I'd probably still do the same thing because you're, you're capitalizing on 
on immense value for for a lot. So, you know, who knows? And and we here don't wish injury on any player in the NFL, but John Taylor is a workhorse for the Colts, and he he's young, but all it takes is one wrong hit and he goes down, and that's anybody in the league. But you're asking for for a lot of return right there for the 101, the 102, and the 106, and I think you can get it there. So that is that is my look at it. So in summary, uh, Hunter, you hate John Taylor, so we'll move on uh, from that. No, I owned him in, in our league, actually. And I, yeah, I know. It was very I was, annoying. <laughs> it was, I was not high on him at the beginning of the year. I, re- I didn't want to draft him, and I'm really glad I did. So it, it worked out, but... Um, I like John Taylor, and I like what he does on the football field. He, I mean, he's going to – there are – I would be – it's going to happen. He's going to be a, the very first pick in redraft in a lot of redraft leagues, and, and I don't blame him for it because you know you get the stability with him. He's hasn't had any injuries in the past. He's shown no signs of slowing down, and he's every bit as effective as King Henry when he's health, when King Henry's healthy. So, yeah, he's going to be taken – and as the first pick in so many leagues, I like John Taylor, but I like those picks a lot too. Mm. All right, moving on. We have a question from SDG1994, which just so happens to be the year I was born. So uh, not only are you not canceled and you're not banned from the show, but you are commended. He says he is in a okay. one quarterback half point PPR league. Are you taking Waddle and a one point uh, or a, 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 a tenth pick in the first round or Lamb and a 1.3? Before I answer this question, I did just want to say there was it was last week's episode. Uh, Jason LDB asked a question, um, and we we had kind of said, "What do you think the LDB stands mm. for?" So he actually got back to us on that. Oh, good. Um, yeah. So uh, if you were wondering, uh, the LDB for Jason uh, mm-hmm. is it stands for Little Dick Boys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mm, that's not what I expected. Yeah, me either. But uh, he said, that's what the crew and I rolled with in high school. And we called ourselves. And then he, <laughs> he said, hashtag stay small. So that guy, he's uh, a guy. Jason, that dude is a guy. Yeah, no, he's that welcome. Was, that was awesome. Yes, it was absolutely hilarious. I loved when that hit the inbox and I laughed uh, a lot. So big shout out to Jason. Little dick boys. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> thanks for your question, man. We appreciate yeah, and it. So, I would love to be an honorary member of the Little Dick Boys because Lord knows I'm qualified. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> SDG 1994. Uh, okay, let's just let's just for shits and giggles here. What does S What does SDG stand for? Small Dick Gang. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Are we got a theme here among our. Li- Are the Brainiacs Little Dick Little Dick guys? Like I don't know. I know I am, but. <laughs> I don't know. So SDG, why don't you why don't you let us know what it means? Because I, I I'm really open to small dicking. Anyway, his question was in one in a one quarterback league, half PPR. It's Waddle in the one ten or Lamb in the one oh three. Do you know who do you know which side I'm taking? Um I'm guessing you're gonna go Waddle because you've been pretty high on Waddle throughout the podcast. I am, and I'm gonna take Waddle. I I like Waddle, man, and and it sucks because that 103 is tasty. It is, and and Lamb still has potential to have great relevance and fantasy football. I'm not very high on him, but there are a lot of people who are. 
Um, but I'm taking Waddle, man. I love, Jay- I like Jalen Waddle a lot, and I think he will produce. So I'm going Waddle and 110 on that one. SDG 94. Yeah, small dick gang. Way to represent. Also, I'm just realizing <laughs> with these glasses, uh, I know I said last week I kind of look like a state trooper, but now I think I might look like one of those guys who wears little shorts in Reno 911. I dude, I was I was actually going to say the same thing. You do look I don't know like you I belong in Reno 911. That makes me You got the short haircut, which our listeners now know that you do have hair. Your mustache, it, it is every bit of Reno 911. All right, I'll have, to, on, think of, I'll have to think about how that makes me feel, but I'll let you know. I might have to Halloween do some more gambling to get over that. Um, okay, <laughs> we have a question from Flying Dutchy. He is in a Dynasty Superflex League. Are you taking Derek Carr in the 1.8 or Elijah Moore in the 2.3? I think I'm going to take Derek Carr in the 108. Is that you pooping and thinking? <laughs> no, that was just me thinking again. Um, <laughs> in a super flex league, Derek Carr is um, he's like a fringe quarterback too. So he, he's definitely somebody that you're going to put in your lineup. Uh, I just don't know what the rest of your team looks like to really fully uh, dissect this question. Elijah Moore, I, I like Elijah Moore a lot. And I think that he is uh, he's going to be fantasy football relevant for years to come. But... Uh, in a super flex league, you need you need great quarterbacks. And Derek Carr, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start throwing the G word around like that. But he's definitely he's definitely usable in a super flex league, and and you you will find value in him. So um, for that reason, I think I'm taking Derek Carr in the 108. So would it change your perspective if I said that Derek Carr's future with the Raiders is uncertain, and we don't know necessarily that he's going to be there this upcoming season? I mean that's all hypothetical. I I I'm confident Derek Carr is going to be there, but I, in a hypothetical world, um, yeah, I mean <laughs> that that changes things. But uh, I think the Raiders have have said that Derek Carr is their guy, and what what's a better option for you right now than Derek Carr? Like there there isn't any. There's so many quarterbacks out there, or so many spaces. And so many NFL teams that need a quarterback right now, they would jump at the opportunity to have Derek Carr. I'm not going to say Derek Carr is great because I don't think he is, but <clears throat> I, I think he is the best option that the Raiders have. And well, here's they- the thing: so I'm I'm basing that stipulation off of a report from the Atlantic by Victor Fur, who says, "quote Raiders quarterback Derek Carr's status heading into 2022 is no guarantee, and there are no absolutes at this point, and a trade remains possible." I'd still take Derek Carr because if they're going to trade him, that means the team needs Derek Carr. And while I just said I don't think he's great, he's definitely – I would rather have Derek Carr than a Jimmy Garoppolo. So I, I would take that because he's going to be – he's going to have – like if Derek Carr went to the Broncos, I would take Derek Carr. Derek Carr would be would – be he'd be great with the Broncos. So mm. – I, truth be told, I don't think he's going to go anywhere because I don't think he's – most teams would would really probably just use him as more of a bridge quarterback, and, and at that point he's not really worth trading because the Raiders are going to want a lot for him. 
I think he's good, not great. Mm. And I, I could see him going to like a uh, Tampa Bay, maybe. Fill yeah. in for a little bit. Maybe, but I, I he's not a long-term franchise quarterback for most teams. So that's why I I just don't see him going anywhere because what better options would the Rangers have, you know? Are, yeah. are they if they were to trade him, they're basically saying we're just going to go into a rebuild. And and I just don't see that happening because I I think that uh I think that he's their guy. So All right, we are coming up close on our uh uh our limit for time uh and we've got four questions remaining so no need to rush but just be cognizant of that uh yes we've got a question from fat kids uniting a name another hey, name hey. That, I, that i love amen brother i'm a fat kid <laughs> and i'll unite with you all right i'm glad i was here to see that um are you taking waddle or dk <laughs> Hooey. It, this it like do I have to fight them? Let, let's <laughs> let's assume for purposes of the question that we're talking about a dynasty league, Waddle or DK. You don't have to fight them. You just have to to choose between Thank them God. on your fantasy roster. You're gonna lose the fight either way. Honestly, that's just a bad situation to be in. I don't know how big Jalen Waddle is. I might be able to fight him. Here's I'm the a, thing. I am. I Jaylen well. Waddle sucks. You're a strong guy, and I appreciate that about you. But Jalen Waddle is in better shape. Than either of us have ever been in our entire matter. lives. It matters, kind of. I got, I got like sixty pounds on that dude, and okay. we're the same height. But here's the thing: most fight, he'd probably pe- still be my ass. people no, think he, he'd people be my ass. people think of fighting like in the movies where you're like throwing left hooks and right hooks and die. But really, what it is is you grab each other and you kind of like yeah, a bunch a, of yeah. like a bunch of dickheads just throw each other on the ground for a while, and then you get tired and you stop. But he's not going to get tired. He's just going to keep going, yeah, and eventually no, you're just going to have to be like, hey, listen, I, I'm over this. This is I'm done with this com- contest. If I had to, well, I'm just saying, if I had to choose which one I had to fight, I would take Jalen Well, that is um, a no-brainer, yes. Yeah, but I'd probably still lose. Um, I'm also taking Jalen Waddle as my pick here. I, uh, I think he is in a favorable situation for fantasy football, and DK's is... Not necessarily unstable, but it's certainly much less stable than Jalen Waddle's. Jalen Waddle, uh, he was a great wide receiver this year. He got a new head coach that um, was previously using Debo Samuel to a very high caliber. And uh, I, I firmly believe that Jalen Waddle will, will fulfill a Debo-esque role where they're going to get him the ball because he's their playmaker. Um, DK Metcalf is a scary human being, so I don't, I don't want everybody to think that I'm down on, I like DK Metcalf. Um, he is fast. He is big. He is scary, but there's a lot of speculation about where Russell Wilson's going. Is Russell Wilson going to stay with Seattle? Is he going to leave? Has he asked permission from Sierra? Um, so there's there's a little, yes. and, And there is, that's up in the air. And here's the thing. How much longer is Russell Wilson going to play? What it, he, it could be another five years. It could be he decides he doesn't want to play after this year. I mean, those are some of the options. Tua is a young guy, and Tua is is the Dolphins have 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 stated. Granted, that was under uh, previous coaching with Flores that Tua was their guy, and but I think that will continue to be the case. Um, and he's shown that he him and Waddle have a connection. So uh, DK did not do as well as many had hoped he would this year. 
Russell Wilson got hurt, so that that definitely um, it hindered it a little bit, but uh, or I guess a lot really because he when Russell Wilson came back, he didn't look the same either. So um, hopefully they get that figured out because I think DK athletically is probably more athletic than Waddle, but I like Waddle's situation more, um, and for that reason, I'm taking Waddle. All right, we have a question from Fast Eddie. Seven two eight three. Who won this trade? Who won it? Who won this trade? It's who knows who won. It's in a superflex league between Waddle and a one point two and an early twenty twenty three second rounder. This is we instead of leather brains, we should just call this the Jalen Waddle show. Um, I, I think he's probably a brainiac. Would be my guess. I'm assuming he is. Uh. 102 in an early 2020. I'm taking Waddle. I'm taking Waddle because this goes back to the, the previous argument where you said you take the proven or don't. In this situation, you take the proven. Waddle's young. He's going to be a top 10 receiver next year. And the 102 has every ability and, and should do that. But you already have a proven top 10 guy right there. So why would you trade him for somebody who you hope and, and should be a top 10, but but there's a very great chance that it's not. And an early 23 second is nice, but it, it doesn't suffice because at that point, you don't know. You don't know if that person's going to be a wide receiver three on a team like a Rondale Moore or they're going to be a Jamar Chase. But chances are Jamar Chase isn't going to be on the board by early second round. So yeah, that's why sure. I'm taking Waddle. All right, we have a question from Anxious Pineapple 101. He is very anxious to hear your answer. He is in a oh, wow. PPR one quarterback league. Are you taking Kittle and Mike Williams or Waller and a 1.2? I look at George Kittle and, and Waller very, very similarly. I do. I, I look at them similarly as far as tight ends are concerned. Um, because either one of them, they're both top-tier tight ends, but there's a lot of uncertainty with Kittle because he's getting a new quarterback. That could be great, but Kittle's been injured, but so has Waller. So I, I look at him in a very, very similar light. So this question really boils down for me as to would I rather have Mike Williams in the 102 or the 102? And I, I think I would like the 102. Mike Williams is going to be a free agent. We've seen that statistically, um, when receivers find new homes in free agency, they are less productive for fantasy football. So while I think Mike Williams is a talent, um, he's a little bit on the older side. I believe he is 27, and I will check that right now. Uh, but that 102 should be relevant for you. Mike Williams is 27 years old. He will be 28 throughout uh at this probably about midway through this year. Um, so he's not getting any younger. He's certainly talented, but that one Oh two should, should be able to get you some youth and product productivity out of whatever you pick there for whatever you need, whether it be a receiver or running back or, or what have you. Um, so I think I'm taking Waller in the one Oh two on that. Mm. Sorry. I'm swallowing whiskey. All nope, our listeners I get it. Bear this with is, me. We're a drinking podcast. No doubt. Um, so let me ask you a sim similar stipulation to what I had last time. If if you had it on good authority that there's a chance Derek Carr is really shopping around, 
um, and there's a good chance he wouldn't be there. Does that change your perspective at all with Darren Waller? Mm, I mean, yeah, it has to, right? But um, the same argument can be made for Kittle. Because he lost his quarterback, and he's getting he's getting a young guy who's unproven, who uh, is is much more mobile than Jimmy G. So he's going to be running the ball more. But you know, you mentioned this on a previous podcast. Do we think that he's going to check down to George Kittle a lot? Yeah, I, I do think that that is certainly a possibility and a probability. But no, I, I think I still take Waller in this because Waller was a, an essential part of that offense. Um, and then when he went down, Hunter Renfro was was pretty much the last guy standing uh, as far as who they're who's going to do something with the football. So with him coming back, if he's healthy, no matter who they have there in that offense it, for a quarterback, I think Waller's still going to play an intricate part in it. So no, I, I, I guess to answer your question, I would still take Waller in the one or two, even without Derek Carr there. All right, last question. Last question. Are you ready? I'm hold on. I'm gonna buckle up. I'm ready. <laughs> All right, good deal. It is. It comes from Keith twenty three, a loyal leather brain. Uh, or I'm sorry, uh, a loyal Keith. brainiac. Um, yeah, brainiac. Yeah, brainiac. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'll work on it. He is in a one quarterback <laughs> league. He's trying to decide between Keith. Is trying to decide between D Hop or Kenny G and a two point two. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are I love your name, Keith. Um, I uh, I don't know what the origin of the name is. but could be Chief I, Keith, uh, or it could just be he is Keith well, there, with, a, a, with a lisp. My, my, uh, my first thought when I saw Keith is if you uh, – no free ads here, but if you watch Righteous Gemstones, um, there is a character by the name of Keith – on it and he is by far my favorite character in almost any tv show he's absolutely hilarious so if that is the case hats off to you and if not still hats off to you because you submitted a question so to answer your question in a one quarterback league would i rather have d hop or kenny g in a 202 that is pretty freaking easy my friend i'm taking deandre hopkins uh he did get hurt this last year so he was kind of in and out um with his play but he's still a He's he's a top-tier talent, a wide receiver, and if he can stay healthy, he's going to produce. He's going to produce, and he's quarterback-proof. Granted, he he had Deshaun Watson. He was the wide receiver one there. He's got Kyler Murray. No matter where DeAndre Hopkins ends up, he, he is quarterback-proof, and he's with the Cardinals. I like him. I like Kyler Murray. I'm a Cardinals fan, but that, doesn't, that does not sway in this pick at all. Kenny G is... He's done. Kenny G's washed up. He, he was injured this last year. Um, and I, I had him midway through the year, and I traded him for Allen Robinson because I knew that Allen Robinson was going to end up becoming a free agent this year. And I have I have no hope for Kenny G. In a, so really, it's DeAndre Hopkins or a 202, and you're, uh, you're taking DeAndre Hopkins. You're taking DeAndre Hopkins because a 202 is not enough for me to, to want to sell. Now, if it was a first-round pick, maybe we talk. But uh, I'm taking DeAndre Hopkins in this. Yeah, there's something to be said about a an NFL talent with long dreads because it always makes them seem like they're at least 10 points better than what they actually are. He's also uh, just like a pretty cool dude. He like, seems cool. 
I, he seems I like, like a guy. Hopkins. He he is a guy for sure. Big guy. Big guy. So that's what I'm taking. Um, do we have any more questions? No, that's it. That wraps it up. But we do. We are giving okay. away a jersey. If I am not mistaken, we this week that maybe we, uh, our listeners might be interested in. Yes, absolutely. We are giving it away a Noah Fant signed Broncos jersey, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, and if the quarterback roulette wins with the Broncos, he could be fantasy relevant. Um, but we're giving away a free jersey this week. Uh, it ends on Friday, at the end of Friday. A winner will be picked on Saturday. Um, it's very, 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 very easy to enter. All you have to do is go follow us on social media, whether it be Twitter or Instagram. All you got to do is uh, go follow us. We will follow you back, I promise. And then you just have to retweet if you're on if you're on the tweeter. All you got to do is retweet our post. Um, or if you're on Instagram, you just have to share the jersey, and that is how you get entered to win. And, uh, and, and you get a. I, I'm I'm gonna up the ante right here live on the air. Oh God! If you. You have to, on Twitter, you have to retweet the post, you have to like the post, you have to follow us. If you do all those things, and then you win the jersey, and then the jersey shipped to you, if you post a picture with the jersey, I will personally mail you a vial of my bathwater just for you. Oh, my God. And you can keep it forever. <laughs> that is a value better than anything else. I hear that there's That's a market incredible. for that, and uh, I'd like to begin capitalizing on that market right now because I don't take baths very often. It's a rare occurrence, um, but I am willing to allow you to participate in that uh, in that rare occurrence, and no doubt it'll be worth millions, millions and millions. As Donald Trump would say, billions and billions and billions. It is uh, something you do not want to miss out on, and I will honor that promise. Wow. So you... We just up the ante for you. Get a Noah Fant signed jersey and Scott Del Rey's bathwater. What a great deal. All you got to do wow. is go follow us on social medias and uh, and retweet and or share our post. So um, other than that, everybody, we really appreciate you tuning in to, to today's episode. Um, and that's it, man. Give us five stars. Uh, you know, subscribe on, on any of the channels in which you are uh, listening to us on if you are watching us on youtube please do us a huge favor and click that subscribe button because whether you do it on spotify or apple Podcasts or google or wherever you're listening to us at that means such a big deal to us give us a review and continue to send us your questions we love the questions uh you know if you guys want to ask any question we will do our very best to answer it so um that's all that i have scott Dora, you got anything else Nope, that's it. Thank you for tuning in. It's been a fun one. All right. We are out.